Hello, welcome to the podcast. It's Thursday, so by now you guys know the drill. Okay, let's go talk to Charlotte Wilder about other stuff. Hello, sweet peas. Welcome to sports. <laughs> Don't be mad about sweet peas because that was Charlotte's pick. I, I, I asked her for a word and she was like, let's go with sweet peas. And I'm like, okay, so like the first overall draft pick. Everybody remembers sweet peas. You got to give me... Give me a deep pick. But that's no. like take it, that's like the Mitch Trubisky of, of <laughs> names. That's what we did there. That's right. So your sweet peas. Welcome to sports. It's the podcast that has a question mark at the end of it. So you assume it's somehow a question, but it's probably a much bigger question than sports itself. The question is life. I don't know. That was just off the top of my head. I'm Kate Nolan. I'm your host. And I'm joined today because it's Thursday by a guest. And that guest is Charlotte Wilder. Charlotte, hi. Hi, Katie. It's so nice to see your face I know, only through a computer. Really good to see yours too. I'm, you're the first person I've done this with because you're the third episode now. You're the first one that had enough time that we've been talking for like 20 minutes before I hit record. And now I'm like, oh God, I'm not going to remember what we talked about already. And I want to make sure we get there because talking to you this has always been my review of you. Talking to you has always been easy. You're just a very easy person to chat with, and I'm genuinely interested in the things you say. Like, we met, I guess, a little background for people that don't know who are listening to this podcast. Charlotte and I met originally when you were working for Boston.com, right? Mm-hmm. And you, uh, I want to say, messaged me on Twitter about, a, about an interview, and I came and I met you in Alston, and we, like, talked and drank beers Honestly, Katie, that is that is one of to this day one of the most generous things someone did for me it when wasn't I was that starting. Generous. It was though because it was Thanksgiving break. So first of all, I mean, you know, Boston.com, I was that was a point in my career where I was looking at what you were doing and I was like, "A, this is so cool because it shows that this is possible and that maybe there's a way to be someone who looks like me and has the same sort of mix of humor, but also like talking about what you care about. And it just, it, it was something different. And it showed me, it was like, oh my God, this is possible. But also I was like, I have no idea how to get there. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, it was one of those things where you're like, oh, that is super cool. And I'm so glad it exists and I want to do it. Also, I have no idea how I'm supposed to do that. And so it was Thanksgiving break and you came back to Boston and we're like, sure, I'll meet you. So like, sure. And we did an interview and we sat there. I think we sat there for like two hours. It was a long time. And and I think the I think the 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 waiter hit on you, and I was like, "This is." I was like, "You're the worst, man." And he was like, "Hey, what's up?" And you were like, "Nope." <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That's so funny. I remember us yeah. like being there long enough to have had a relationship with the waiter, where there was right. some some amount of back and forth. That was, was basically him was saying, "Can I please? Weird. Yeah, can I please have my table back?" or your phone number and us being like, can't you leave us alone? We're old friends who are just meeting for the first time. Like, sorry, we have a lot to catch up on and also here for the first time ever. Right, right. As I was emailing you the Zoom link to come here for this, I uh, typed Charlotte into my email and your two old emails came up. I'm like, I have emailed this woman at like four different jobs. And it's, it's interesting because your career... I think a lot of people get annoyed telling the story of their career. But what's interesting to me about Mm -hmm. yours is you've made these short stops. You've gone like here to here to here to here to here. And it feels like, and I would love you to correct me if I'm wrong, but also just Mm -hmm. provide insight for this if I am right. It feels like you started with the obvious that you want to 
right. And then you're slowly zooming in to figure out what that means for you and how that evolves because you don't, and like every now and then you'll take a, a little bit of a side, like a tiny sidestep, but you mostly are just zooming in. It feels like on figuring out who you are and what's up. That is one of the most perceptive things I think anyone said about my career because, and I don't know that I've ever put it exactly right that way, but that's exactly what it is because, you know, I knew growing up that I wanted to be in, um, I wanted to be in journalism. I wanted to be a writer. My mom was a writer and every step since then has been figured. Like if you asked me, um, in college, if I thought that at 31, I would be at Fox Sports doing a mix of videos and writing and podcasts and whatever, I'd be like, whoa, like what? How did, like, A, I'd be like, that's super cool, but I, are you serious? Like, I would have been surprised and I didn't see sports being the thing. And, and I don't know that I believed I could even get to where I am, you know? Like, I think that that felt, I was like, man, you're going to be so lucky if you have a cool career in marketing, but you can write on the side. Like that, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is, and I, and I still believed I could do it and I still tried, but it also, you know, I, I went into this with no reservations about how hard this was going to be, you know? And um, so, yeah, I think that, I think that all of the sort of the small stops I've made, it's been the thing, you know, my, my therapist says something that I really like. He says, um, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Oh, and I, that. and I've only heard know. it for the first time recently. And I, yeah. I think it was Ashley who said it to me and I was like, damn, that's yeah. my life story. No, it's, it's true. And it can be really, and if you have high standards for yourself and if you're ambitious and you know, you can, it, the, the paralysis of decision is so real. And for whatever reason, I think I was so desperate to get to where I wanted to go. And I had no idea how that any step felt like, oh my God, I'm so lucky to be here. So I, I just started taking them and I was like, okay, you know, like this, this might not be what I thought I would be doing. Like I, when I took the job at USA Today at, for the win, I didn't want to move to DC, but I was like, this is the job. I'm going to work in sports. We're going to see how it goes. Maybe it'll be the right place for me. Ended up that it was DC wasn't. So I moved, went to another place. You know, it's just like you, nothing. I think that a lot of people fall into this, um, way of thinking that I've had to really train myself not to, which is you think, you think a step can't be undone. You think once you do something, like once you move into an apartment, you can't leave two months later. And it's like, actually there are ways that you can. Yeah. Once you, once you take a job, it doesn't have to be like the be all end all. And I think that being more open to trying something, even if you don't think it's what you wanted you'll either realize that that's true or that, you know, maybe you should, maybe you should see where it goes. Have you always been that way? You haven't. You had to consciously get yourself to think that way, right? You're, you weren't just like, a, oh, I can just walk to this, go to here, go to there. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, you know, I think I kind of in high school, high school, I went to an all girls prep school and you know figured out pretty soon that was not the move and it honestly it wasn't the all girls thing i actually kind of liked that i was like okay cool and i showed up at college being like wait boys can be smart too this is amazing i thought, <laughs> well, like, sometimes, I thought but yeah well right but i was like i thought girls only did school this kid actually raised his hand and it's wasn't so an idiot funny. that's amazing but um you know the school itself was very uptight and so and i 
I went from being a kid who was never in trouble and was, you know, the smart one in my classes to high school. I was just constantly in trouble. I got detentions. I got suspended. Like, I just like- What? You got suspended for what, Charlotte Wilder? It was, I mean, you know, it was a kind of thing where I had- it was like the whole the whole half of my class ended up getting suspended uh-huh. because you know we were caught drinking after prom or something and they were like okay, it's easier what? it was it was like it was that kind of place that kind though, of where it school. was just like yeah. this yeah, is yeah. and but individually i'd been in trouble and you know i i got into colby college off the wait list from colby because they were like what's up with this girl and i think that because of that i you know, I come from a very, I'm, I'm so lucky. Like I love, I listened to your podcast with Mike Golick Jr. Who's one of my favorite people. And I loved how he was like, look, I'm owning my privilege. Like I come from a loving home where money wasn't a problem, where I had a leg up and I, that is totally the case. So like any, anything that I faced in high school was sort of like the first time that I was like, oh, okay, not everything is just going to be perfect and like, thank God. Um, but also, you know, it, it, it made me kind of think like, all right, I'm even, even like college off the wait list. I was like, cool, got into one. That's awesome. Let's go. And I think after that, it sort of erased any sense of like, this has to be the perfect thing. It's like, nope, it just has to be a thing. And then we will figure it out and it might end up being great. (laughs) Yeah. That's, it's hard. It's a hard, it's a difficult perspective for a lot of people because I think, fear of failure. Maybe I'm saying a lot of people and what I'm trying to say is me, but I've <laughs> always, I've always been one of those people that's like, before I step, let me Google everything about this next step and read yeah. all of it. And well, hold on. I can't take the step yet. I first, I have to call all the people I know and mm-hmm. see what they think about this step. And then, well, hold on. I'm going to take it. Give me one more second. First, I've got to do a load of laundry, <laughs> putting that off for a week. And all of that is like, I'm just right. delaying this inevitable thing because I'm afraid that if I'm not ready, it'll be the wrong one. And I think a lot of that is tied to this building bubble that's existing on the internet of people trying to take other people down. Like I think Mm -hmm. in the back of my head, I have this fear of that, (laughs) that I need to let go of because what does it matter uh, if I make a, and again, a career mistake, not a, um, like a mistake of like making content that offends a person. I mean like moving to a place that was like, that was not uh, the right choice. That kind of thing has been stressing me out and it's like it doesn't matter because the narrative changes so often they like there's always something new for somebody to talk about somewhere nothing is as big of a deal as it seems like totally this is like i'm 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 like getting anxious having this conversation right now because this is like the one spot that i haven't done i haven't finished the work in yet like i'm still get i still get very stressed by failure if you find if you find a way to if you find a way to you know finish the work, let me know because Jesus, I like I have I have nightmares about the internet. I have you know I talk a lot about worrying about what um, people think about me or what they're saying behind my back because I know they're talking. Um, I know they're not talking in a way like you know one of the most helpful things my mom ever said to me was no one's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. Yep. and it's like okay, well I tell my that myself that a lot because my I really have this desire to um, not do the wrong thing, and so I think that early on, 
it it was sort of like, well, let's just do a thing because there there was no peanut gallery really, and there still isn't a huge one. You know, I don't have a massive following, but there you do. Enough- you have a big following. You it's- you can say that. You don't sound like a <laughs> jerk. I don't think. Well, I mean, it's it's enough. I'm enough sort of in the world now that I really have. I've had to do a lot of. Um, a lot of practice thinking of who I am as me. And then Mm -hmm. what I do online is a, is not a role, but like if someone doesn't like what I say online or who I am online or my work or my persona or the videos I make, they don't like that. It doesn't mean that, that I am not. And it's really, it's really people I know. It's like other people who I, who are in this industry that can sort of hit a nerve as opposed to like, you know, Joe Schmo in his basement. I don't mm-hmm. really care what Joe Schmo thinks. Like, and it's only if, if it targets something that I'm already worried about is yeah. when I'll. And so I think what I've started doing is like trying to see where those blind spots are, or if there's something that I think someone might say about my work or about mm-hmm. me, I try to correct that before it goes public, but it's very hard to see your blind spots because you can't it's like it's like looking for an invisible key or something so <laughs> yes. you, you have to start like you know that it's there but you have no idea it's like, like playing I, battleship with yourself yes exactly and so you yeah. have to like start trying to see the shapes that you can see and you're like okay i know that one's there and i know this one is here so what's the outline between them yep. that is yeah. not filled in yet that i can fix before someone tells me it's wrong it's super hard but that's the thing like for me the way that i learned that or the way the thing that helped me do that most was that I started and I said this to Mina and I also don't want this to come off the wrong way I started reading things I got on Twitter and asking myself not to them not out loud didn't react to them Mm -hmm. but to myself I was like what if they're right is there a chance that they're right Mm -hmm. and then that way uh these all these things that you naturally get defensive about I would just not respond. And instead of putting my energy towards defending myself to this person, I was like, what if five years from now, Katie can look back at this and go, that person's right. Take that criticism. And then what I could find was if I tried to push that part of me to be like, you're saying there's a hole right here. And then I would push (laughs) it. If there wasn't a hole, I was like, well, I don't need to listen to that then. I'm exactly confident about what is behind. There's a wall behind this. Yep. But then sometimes I'd be like, so you're saying there's a hole right here and I would push and there'd be a little hole. And I was like, huh, well now hold on. Let me go read some more books. Let me go get a different perspective so that I can fix this hole here. The biggest one for me was like realizing that I'm white and realizing (laughs) that like that is going to affect the way I'm perceived and it's going to affect uh, my role in the conversation that's bigger than me about race. The totally. conversation, I'm always a person that in any room since a child, I wanted to lead the conversation just because I was like, I have so many thoughts. Do you guys have any other thoughts? It was the most exciting thing to me. And it was hard for me to realize when I first started being on TV and speaking up against racism, I was like, come listen to me. And then I it had to realize after a muff pushing from people that it was like, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. Um, if you want to hold court on it, then go gather a group of your white friends and you're more than welcome to hold court with them. But <laughs> in this room, you're right. not the authority on this and making me listen to you talk about it, which I'm going to stop in a second so that they don't have to, uh, is actually worse. And so there were times where I could see myself defending myself against that criticism. Mm-hmm. And now I know to take a step back. Totally. Like, I mean, and have learned that lesson. 
figuring out like what is your role and it's not so much your lane it's more of like okay how can i if i have a platform you know like one of my favorite things that um i've done at um fox was we during the summer and the black lives matter movement um there was and sort of the anti-semitism thing came up again and i'm jewish that old thing that old always thing, coming you know, back up the centuries old uh merry-go-round we find ourselves on but you know it's so um, hack at this point it's like, really hate, just like hate me for something else I what mean, is I, it's the most hack we just keep playing the, the hits whole thing find a new kind of like, hate you guys are boring <laughs> Right. I mean, the whole, the, I, the whole, it's just, it's truly mind blowing that we're still doing this, but, um, you know, I had, uh, I interviewed Zach Banner, the, um, Steelers player, who's a black man who is very outspoken about how we shouldn't be anti-Semitic either. And he gave these incredible answers on, you know, on the, on the Black Lives Matter movement and how, and how all groups should, that are marginalized should be helping each other because, you know, just like really, really great stuff where I didn't have to be, um, you know, the white girl saying, here's my thoughts on this. It was like, you know, use your platform to, um, to, to play a role. And I think that's also something that um, I've tried to do, you know, when um, Mark Titus and I do a podcast together, the people sports podcast. And we started that specifically to be a place that was, fun and funny and light in a time where it really isn't. And that doesn't mean we're not going to use our other platforms or the other spaces we're in to do that kind of work. Um, and even on the show, we'll, you know, we'll talk about things, but, you know, to, to have, to allow places to be what they are and to use your platform for different things that can mean different things to the different people. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's great to do interviews like that and feel like I am contributing something that has more weight to it. And it's also great to be like, Hey, if I made, if, if, you know, Susie in Montana laughed at something I said there after having a really bad day, then, mm. Oh my God, what a huge gift, you know? Like, so I think that it, it comes with this sort of um, knowing what role you can play when, and then how to play it so that you're not, saying something that you're not really qualified to say. If that yeah, it's sense. like, how can I help? That's basically exactly. it. It's less like role. It's more like, uh, like, all right, I acknowledge that these are the things that I have. These are my talents. These are my privileges, yada, yada, yada. How can I best use these to help people that I claim and believe myself to uh, want to help? How can I help make the situation better so that we can stop having such big issues all at the same time in a pandemic with all oh, of it man. coming. To, like, it's just exploding. I found I can't myself wait for this retreating. To be over <laughs> like we, I, I've always been a person who's kind of a homebody anyway mm -hmm. before the pandemic. Like I'll go out, but most times I'm your friend that cancels plans. Mm -hmm. And so when this happened and we started the quarantine at first, Dan and I were like, this is going to rule <laughs> two weeks to play video games at my house. Sick. Right. And then it started to get more and more and longer and longer. And I, I started to notice I was retreating further into me to get mm -hmm. away from the, cause I couldn't go home. I was home. Everything mm -hmm. happened in my home. So I was pulling away internally. I was just like, I was in a, a very deep depression for a while where like yeah. I wasn't getting out of bed. I keep saying, I feel bad because this is a podcast. I forget that cause I'm talking to my friend <laughs> and I'm telling the same kind of stories that I just told on the last one. But it, it, I was pulling myself inward and mm -hmm. I had to realize that to then 
push myself back outward. Um, I'm just curious to know how your pandemic experience in general has been. And it's, it can be different phases because when this thing first started, there was the phase where I would like sit in my room most of the day with my laptop and watch CNN or whatever news channel that wasn't an right. endorsement to right. follow the death count. And then it reached a point where I was like, I'm not learning anything new every day. I'm not no. doing this for the rest of this pandemic. I'm going to stop doing this. And so like mine's been in phases, but I'm curious to know if there's been, you know, what, it, just what, it, how you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's funny because the how are you question to me is I'm personally great and I'm so lucky and like I, I cannot get over knock on wood how lucky I am, you know, like I, so I started it, I signed the Fox Sports deal in April, early April. April. You started your, a new job in In a April. pandemic, in a pandemic. Oh my and God. I, I could have sworn it was a year before, by the way. No, I, I don't I, same, remember. I don't either. I have no sense of time. I, um, by the time when this is this show coming out next week, probably, um, by the time this show comes out, I will be meeting the people I work with for the first time. And, and this is, Jan we're in January. <laughs> we're in January. And, um, to me, the biggest part of the reason that I have felt so lucky is because the people I work with there are really, amazing are deeply supportive and that is something that I've had sort of in fits and starts throughout my career but this is this is the first time we're almost a year in and I still feel like oh whoa cool like that we want to make cool stuff together it's fun we enjoy doing this even remotely it's been um, I think we've been able to do some really cool stuff. You know, like the show with Mark is super fun. The the videos I make about dumb football jokes, even when the world is falling apart. I'm like, you know what? This is this is fun for me and hopefully it's fun for someone else. And just because something is I think just because the entire moment is so awful, it doesn't mean that you can't find bits of brightness. And that is something that I've been struggling with um, to not feel guilty about. Um, because I think it's very easy to feel like, what right do I have to be in yeah. enjoying, you know, and like I'm, my, my family's healthy. Again, I feel I've become so superstitious in this. I'm like, I'm so scared. Like, I'm so scared to say something. I don't want to make it not true. Um, and so I, I, it hasn't been mentally, it hasn't been easy. Um, I, you know, I've dealt with anxiety and depression my whole life. And, you know, thank God for my therapist over Zoom um, <laughs> and, you know, the the meds that I take because I'm very open about that because I don't want anyone to feel bad if you, if you need that. It's not a stigma. It's not a weakness. Um, but it's, um, I think I've had a lot of time to think about what really does matter. And um, that sounds so corny. And it I does, it I does, just said but that. it's true. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how it comes out of your mouth and you're like, why is, why am I talking? I know, I'm like, why did me. I just I say that? Stop. But also, yeah. but you're right. It's like, you're you right. have to sit with yourself. And I think the one thing, the one thing, you know, I hate the silver linings thing because 400,000, you know, more than 400,000 people died. And if I lose someone that I deeply love because of this, I will... The, the rage I will feel and the sadness, I just cannot even, like, I am so sorry that this has happened. I do think the one thing that um, 
I'm taking away from it is that I've learned a lot of patience Mm. um, because I have historically been a very impatient person um, and, or if not in action, in emotion. And it gets to a point where you're like, all right, I just have to sit here and wait for the next thing because I can't physically do anything else. Yeah. Um, So, you know, a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of like know. Netflix. I've been doing a lot of video games are good for my energy, so mm-hmm. I can like be actively because I've got off the charts ADD. So if I'm <laughs> just sitting watching something, I'll usually be doing something on my phone. So if I can right. play video games and like listen to something, I'm You're in uh, it. I could be, I could stay locked into that for hours. It's so funny because people are like, I thought ADD meant you had to get up and do something else. I'm like, no, no. It just means if you give me six things to do at once, don't bother me for the rest of the day. I can do all of this. I <laughs> get to multitask <laughs> from my exactly. seat. <laughs> exactly. What else were we talking about before this that we were like, let's save it and get to that. Looking at yourself on Zoom. Oh, yeah, that was actually a great point because we had texted and you were like, hey, just curious if this is Zoom because mm-hmm. just it's okay if it is, but if it's video, I just need to know. Right. Uh, and I, could, I was like, I can't relate to this more because the other day there was something in my calendar. It was a meeting with a person I don't know and it was put uh-huh. in my calendar by my manager and it said uh, call with the person's name. And then I was like, hey, I don't have the call-in info. Do you have that? And she sent me, uh, oh, you know, Feff. She sent yeah. me a Zoom link and I was like, this is, this is a, it's a video call. I am in my pajamas. I don't have a bra on. I'm not right. wearing any makeup. And I'm already two minutes late. So I had to like right. put on a bunch of like tinted moisturizer and just like oh my God. swipe some whatever it's called on my eyelids, Glossier. And then I was like, hi, sorry I'm right. But So I told you, I'm like, oh, it's a Zoom. Why am I telling the story? Oh, because we were, I, I was like, don't worry about wearing makeup. You don't have to wear makeup. Come as you are. I don't need you to do that and we were talking which about i did how, which i yeah. did which i, I, I did actually no i did put concealer on because and this is why i said this because it is strange to look at yourself so much i don't think humans have had to see their own i mean i know it's a video but quote unquote reflection for this much of their day it's wild I, we've been like looking at ourselves a yeah. lot one thing i do think has been helpful and i said this to my boss the other day i was like you know i feel like part of um i would give my left foot to go to a live sporting event right now but mm. part of what has been if you have to find a good thing about about zoom or about doing interviews over computer or um you know really having to just like look at yourself and 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 talk to people in as natural a way as possible sort of like swinging with a weighted bat like i really feel like it is you have hmm. to give so much more energy through a screen and what it what i've learned from watching myself talk is things that i don't like that i do with my face when i talk or even if i'm listening to someone it's like what if you, and not to say I'm telling myself to smile more, but like, what if you look a little more engaged? Does that make the other person tell you more things? It's just sort of like all these little um, sort of tricks of the trade that I feel like I'm, I am learning, talk about blind spots. Like I never knew what I looked like when I was talking to people. And now I'm like, Oh, your face is doing that the whole time. Oh my God. The only good thing though, is it's like the sun goes down at four now. So you can, by the end of this interview, you ain't going to be able to see me at all. It's getting very, very dark in here and I'm not within reaching distance of a light. 
stupid little ring light that makes me look just even more washed out than the winter already has. I do most of my TV podcast stuff in the spare bedroom that I have that is Mm -hmm. basically just uh, clothes all over the floor because before when I lived here alone, a spare bedroom just meant closet. And so I just would do anything I didn't feel like dealing with would go in that room. And then my boyfriend moved in for the pandemic and we both Uh do media. And so he would have to do his radio show and I would have to do whatever it is I was doing that day. And so we kind of made that room, that room, like where we would do stuff. But then like when I'm here alone, going off into that room, there's no windows. There's no, it's, a mess. It's not like a pleasant right. place to have a conversation. I don't think I'd be able to have as good of a conversation <laughs> with you as I can out here. And it's so dark, right. so early. Do you guys have like a schedule that you? We've tried. Um, he. His, it seems hard. It's really hard, and it's also hard because you're already scheduling with however many other people on the the thing right. you're booking. So like, that's a mess. Uh, right now his radio show, which was daily, um, on Sirius Monday through Thursday. Was lot. They got to a point where they could do it live, so it would be six to eight. He would be in the room, and then they, I think, Comedy Central Radio stopped being a thing, and now they're like trying to renegotiate to get their radio show back. But I was like, thank God, just for a couple weeks, the schedule can go back to normal, and I can just have the room when I want to have the room. Uh, I had to cancel something once because the we upped my internet bandwidth or whatever to as high as it could go. Mm-hmm. But if he's live on the radio, I cannot <laughs> zoom into somebody else's. It just takes up too much space and it screws. I kicked him off of the radio by trying to do it. And, uh, and then I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. So I mean, I mean the things these are the little things. Figure out. I know. I know. It's, I can't, you know, I haven't really, I haven't told the story behind this, but, um, the so my boyfriend has a place lives in brooklyn and when i'm there i need to do my shows from his apartment when did you start dating um mm, you don't have to keep going uh, with your story i'm trying to think like when yeah what month it was (laughs) like i don't know Uh, it was recent yeah like close to a year maybe now i don't know um but he's a producer so he he gets it um but he like I have to do my show from there and yeah. he's a Knicks fan. So he has this great poster of Patrick Ewing, one of the, um, what is it? Costacos brothers. He told me, and I think, I think that's what it is, but it's like, it's like a thing like this poster, these posters, these guys made were in maybe the nineties, I guess. And I put, I was like, can I have, can I have Patrick in, in the background because it's an amazing poster, but yeah. also I, I liked the idea of sort of confusing people a little bit as to why like this Boston sports fan has Patrick Ewing in the background. And so he was like, yeah, sure. And, and uh, you know, pulled it down. We put it behind my little chair and I bring, I bring my little Charlotte Jersey down and um, people on the internet just are obsessed with it. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if you guys know that I'm just like, in the corner of the bedroom and like you know trying to be as far away from the living room so that if he is a call it doesn't but like it's a sort of thing that we never um had to think about but that makes it um you know i sort of i feel like if you if this is how it's going to be like let's put little easter eggs there you know like yes let's let's put patrick ewing in the background yeah (laughs) but i don't know i mean i think part of what has been so clear about this whole thing is um how much i really do like being in the world 
Isn't really, that so weird? Yeah. I said I mean, the other day, I think I'm realizing I love people. And I'm like, what a hell of a time to realize that garbage. I know. But I mean, it, like the last time I saw you, I think was at the Super Bowl in Miami. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think it was a year that ago. Because that, that was a year ago. That was the last thing we did. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, going to the Super Bowl this year wouldn't make sense. Right. Um, but like, I just, I am so psyched for when we can go to things again. Like, I want to talk to a fan about like his dumb jacket, or I want to, I want to ask a fan why. I want to go to a Jags game and ask a fan why he's wearing a Blake Bortles jersey so bad. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is, you know, I want something so silly. Um, and I just, got, you know, I, I have to believe we'll get there. But oh my god, Katie. I mean, uh, I will. I choose to believe as well. It just is a hard um, – it's hard to see a path there, I think, at this point. Uh-huh. Where I'm like, well, how many things have to get done before we can get to there? But then it's I like, know, you know I what? Know. Thinking about them is not going to get them done. So if there are things I can do, I'm going to do them. But most right. of them aren't. So what I have to do is figure out, you know, not to take this time for granted. I started yeah. putting myself in whatever that future is, wherever mm-hmm. it is, because it's going to exist. Mm-hmm. And looking back at this time, going, did I use that well? And yeah. so now I'm trying to be like, okay, well, I just time traveled. So I'll come back here now and make sure I use it well, which, you know, I'm not perfect at it. There are a lot of days where I'm like, you didn't use this day well at all. Or like, hey, those three things you said you were going to do, didn't do any of them. But I do think, though, that part of that means being gentle with yourself. Too. You forgive yourself. I've, yeah. I've forgiven myself for things more in this quarantine than I ever have in my life and mostly it's because i'm not doing as many professional things it's harder for me to forgive myself for a professional mistake because Mm -hmm. it affects so many other people personal mistakes i'm like yeah i'm really sorry that's my bad (laughs) and then i'm like but i'm i know i'm sorry i know it was my fault and also i know that i feel bad about it and i'm gonna forgive myself and then figure out why it happened and don't do it again right now and those are hopefully the things you can carry forward into the into the professional also once you know like once we are able to even make mistakes i mean you know i i make plenty of mistakes like there are days when i look at the you know like the recap videos i do and i'm like why did you read it that way or like why did you say it that way um and it's always it's funny cuz the team always does a really good job like they edit it they produce it well it looks awesome and then they send it to me and i'm like why is my chin pointing up at the ceiling the entire time I'm talking oh like why God. did I do it that way but it's all those things where I'm like okay four times after I do that same mistake maybe the fifth time I won't Fix do it. it yeah do you uh do you have anxiety especially because you haven't um until now met the people that you're working with mm-hmm. does it do you get panicky sending something you've made off to be edited by someone else? So, I don't mean that to be anything except the question I'm asking. I'm not trying to insinuate totally. anything. I'm no, trying no, no, to figure no. out why I do. I, uh, I, so I used to. I used to get really – we've tried doing it a bunch of different ways because – and, um, you know, not because I don't – I really do – the strangest thing is, like, I feel like I do know them, and I can't believe I haven't been in the same room with them, mm. and I am – it's sort of astonishing to me that I feel so I'm so grateful that we've been able to um, get to know each other through just like talking through a screen. But there were t- we've tried it a bunch of different ways. At first, I was like, I don't know if it would make me self-conscious 
to have someone on a Zoom with me while I'm recording this. Mm. And so I would record. I've the had thing. that that too. Because sometimes you know, Travis will sit in on these interviews and I'm like, you know what? Please, I'll, I can do it without you. Because I yeah. don't want somebody else to be like, okay, I was going to open up to Katie, but I don't know this person, which isn't anybody's fault. It's just a dynamic. Yeah. And um, I think especially for the, you know, for like the recap videos that I do where I'm talking to no one, essentially, I'm talking to everybody, but like no one in particular, or I might have an idea of who my ideal viewer of this video is, but um, on the screen is just my face. Um, (laughs) And so at first I was like, you know, and the great thing is that I will work, you know, my producers are, are, they work on the scripts with me. So I don't feel like I'm going and blind ever, but I was like, okay, maybe let me try recording this by myself and then I'll send it to you. And I would do that. And then I was like, I can't do this. I don't, I need to, someone needs to tell me in the moment if I just sounded like an idiot or someone needs to tell me if that could have been read in a funnier way. And so now are you do scripting it. them? Yeah. And then, so yeah. you writing them and then like memorizing it and then delivering it. So we've tried it, Katie. It's so funny. The process of these things, we have tried it so many different ways. At first we were doing where I would write it and either memorize it or sort of go loosely off yep. of it. Mm-hmm. And You've tried, was, let me guess. Then you tried a piecemeal. So you'll memorize like three <laughs> lines at a time and you'll deliver those. And then you'll be like, yeah. hold on, let me do another take of that. Uh, and then you've tried uh, like apps that work as teleprompters. Have you done that one? No. Do you know what we ended up on? What? It's so funny. We, <laughs> we figured out the, the easiest way for me is I think if someone saw these Google Docs, they'd be like, you are a psychopath. But <laughs> I love <laughs> looking at other people's Google Docs. I'll send Organization you, I'll- of scripts make me so excited. I've had somebody who hosts a podcast send me the way they write their scripts just so I can look at it. I, I, will, I, love I it. will send these to you because the way we do, so the way we do the, um, the, I'll st- the, the recap ones um, say like, you know, I do it based off of NFL games. So whatever we think the biggest story is or whatever I have the most thoughts on or whatever feels to me like the most, um, not clicky, but I think one thing that I actually am very proud of myself for is um, not doing what I want to do, but doing what I think people would want to see. Because How do you I gauge feel- that? Because I think to myself, am I being self-indulgent? Like, is mm-hmm. this, is, am I choosing this topic just because I think I have some clever jokes, but that nobody uh, okay. really yeah. cares about? Right. And if they don't, then like, let's scrap it and do some, cause I like to think of what I'm doing as trying to give people something, you know, with mm-hmm. your, on your podcast with Mike, you talked about, um, you know, helping people, relating to people, bringing people along. And to me, that's the whole point of this because that's what the whole point of sports are. It's to, to connect with people and like feel something at a very basic level, at least being a fan. And so, you know, we pick whatever we think that topic is and then I'll write a bunch of notes and sort of lay it out. And then my producer will go in and she'll be like, is this, and also my team is all women, which I just think is That's so cool. Amazing. Um, yeah, I have our, not that there's anything wrong producer. with men, not that there's anything right. wrong with being a man, not all, not men. all men, please stop yelling. Um, <laughs> but our uh the um sort of the she Kristen Scott she's amazing um and then she sort of is the big picture and then um Catherine Donnelly who I work with 
most closely sort of on the day-to-day stuff and producing it. She will, she also double checks all of my stats, which is great because being a woman on the internet talking about sports, getting Mm -hmm. stats wrong Mm -hmm. is the most, is the worst because it means that people just assume you don't know what you're talking about. And no, and also assume that, assume that no woman ever could ever know what she's talking about because you forgot a stat or said the wrong number. You know what my workaround has been? Don't say stats, say zero (laughs) stats. Uh, that used like to his, be mine. And then I was like, God, I really need to back up these arguments. Oh man. When I, yeah, I get it. And uh, if I can, if I can prompt, if I can write my own right. script, I yeah. just don't have the memory for numbers. And I felt for so long, like that meant people were right when they said I didn't know sports. And then one day I woke up laughing and was like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. Why are you giving that person that much power? You just can't remember numbers. You also right. can't remember names. You've always been garbage at it. So <laughs> stop beating yourself up about it. Talk about what the stats mean to you. And if somebody wants the stats, either have somebody else on your show that can say them, write right. them down and read them out loud, and don't yeah. be ashamed to do that, or ask, I don't know, do tell them to go look it up. Totally. No, I feel, I feel that... I think for me too, because I started out not in sports and because I, for a while, didn't feel like an expert in this field. Anytime someone says she doesn't know what she's talking about, or, you know, like that was wrong, even if it's an honest mistake that I've made, you know, once the first number I got wrong in six months, but someone comes at me for it or, you know, numbers. Who's I passionately just, defending numbers on the internet? Sure, you there's better ways to spend your time. I know. I well, I think there are a lot of better ways to spend your time than you know, like checking telling in. people they're wrong in the internet in general. Mm. But um, mm. I that is definitely one of those things where I'm like that hits a nerve because yep. it's something I'm worried about that I've had to and not worried about in a way. You know, I'm I work to fix it all the time. I work to learn as much as I can, and I think I've done a pretty good job at that but it is something where I'm like oh my god that just freaked me out because it's made me worry that I don't belong to be here and then you have to be like nope nope no no that is an isolated event that is not a cosmic situation yeah but, that's not um, the universe trying to tell you to go home it's just uh, exactly. a like sexy guy 99 telling you to <laughs> that he doesn't like it. who cares who cares sir <gasps> right right who cares but, so what we ended up doing with the just to wrap up the how I do the script thing is I with that Google Doc I put I put the zoom box like slightly off to the side so I can still see a corner of my face to make sure that my chin isn't pointing up because that is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. And then um I use the Google Doc as my teleprompter. Oh yeah that's yeah that's very smart. I love that. Or it's just like a little janky but it works. So you know and I then Kat will take the best takes and cut it up and make me look better. The than reason I, I ask I is because we when we were doing garbage time like right before that it was so funny mm-hmm. and I don't know why it was and I think it's because that I didn't know how to navigate up in a company because Fox yeah. was the first big company I worked for. We needed a teleprompter. We absolutely needed one. It was a solo hosted show with a monologue off the top. It, it needed a prompter but we got right. to the point where uh, we were about to launch and we didn't have one. And I, I was like, can we get a, what are we going to do if we don't have a prompter? It's kind of, right. I wrote the month. I'm not, I don't know how to memorize. So what do you guys want me to do? Um, and we tried the, all those different methods. 
basically when we were doing no filter, we tried them all out just to see what we would do. And then magically we got a prompter, which was great. But then now people use the prompter to make me feel like I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm just reading words, ignoring the fact that I wrote most of them. So it is just Mm -hmm. me saying that I'm better at communicating a point quickly if it's already pre-written. But the thing I love about this podcast is being able to just be like, I can talk. I can talk about whatever I want. I don't yeah. have to write anything and ask you anything. And yeah, that does mean I'll probably miss some questions that I should have asked you. But I also think we have a more natural I think you're doing great. I'm going to turn a light on so that you questions. don't have to talk into darkness for the rest I'm of sort this. Of, yeah, Katie, for those of you at home, <laughs> Katie is just like fading away into the couch. It's not even that bright. <laughs> My ring light is is uh, is aggressive. That's the brightest it's gonna get. <laughs> it's so bad. Dude, it's great. My my brightness um cancels out. You're not mine is too bright, but that's as low as it goes. So that's, that's on we're. HQ. I am the brightest person, and I have to turn my ring light all the way down. So this is karma Same. for that, I guess. There you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, the whole the whole remote production has has been. It's also funny because like when I do the show with Mark, we each I actually love this. We do a lot of research for it, each of us, sort of to bring to try to surprise the other one with facts. So we each that. have our own Google Doc going, and we can't see the other one's Google Doc. Oh, that's cool. And it's sort of like because we know what the structure of the show will be, but it's like it's almost like when you had that. Um, did you ever play the game where you folded? a piece of paper into three parts and someone drew the head yep. and then the next person yep. would draw the body and then the next person drew, drew the feet sort of like the podcast version of that that's awesome that's really smart because yeah. there were times when ashley and i were doing this podcast where she would say like or i'd be like did you put this in the doc like on podcast and then she'd be like no i thought you did and i'm like oh my god now we're talking about a topic neither of us even cared about <laughs> like what's <laughs> what's what's up so like if we could right. that would have been smart to be like you have your points and i have my points we also know who made what. It's kind of so fun you if can, you can't see them too. It's you also helpful because really you can write each other. You can write down the joke you thought of and not worry that someone else is going to read off the doc the joke. Because like I'll a lot of times be like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, don't forget to bring this up because that'll be really funny. And then I'll finish the podcast and I'm like, you forgot to bring it up because I didn't want to have it in the doc and have Ashley be like, why right, does this right, say right. surprise? And I'm like, oh no, my. I highly recommend uh, secret. Separate individual docs. docs. Huh. Great, yeah. Do you just like agree on topics in like an email and then? Yeah, we we just have sort of a show text chain with us and our producers, and we'll be like, "Do you want to do this this week?" And like, we'll that start here, we'll move on to this, and then like the weird game we'll play is at the end. And you know, it usually we sometimes we follow very closely, and sometimes we don't. But it's nice to have like that structure there, and then you can put in the weird wikipedia pages you found and be like hey did you know about this about skyscrapers god that is exactly how my brain works yep that is exactly how my brain works i'm like what about this fascinating story about this thing and i just follow it down a wormhole so that you know speaking of that have you discovered any like content or something that's like been fascinating to you in quarantine we've had so much time and i think a lot of people have learned from what they were gravitating towards like whatever they've been doing mm-hmm. like oh, i've been spending a lot of time doing puzzles a lot of time doing video games or i really love this show i feel like there's lessons mm-hmm. everybody can learn in the things that they did so i'm curious totally how you spent your time i have 
Well, they're, two, they're sort of the professional and the personal answer. The professional answer is that I actually feel like I have learned so much more about, um, I think that I've always been someone who's done experiential stuff, you know, like I'll go to a game and I'll write about what it felt like and I'll, I'll, ta- I'll go profile a player, but it'll be about who they are. And it was less rooted in sort of the X's and O's of the game. But when you take that away and you can't do that, mm. I have really... I've, I think I've gotten a lot better at understanding the game and using that as a thing to extrapolate from. Like I wrote a piece last week about um, why Andy Reid deciding to go for it on fourth and one, like what that said about what kind of leader he is. And I don't know that I could have written that piece last week. I mean, yeah. last year. Like I really, I think that my, like I've watched so many sports and I've paid such close attention without being distracted by, you know, what is this fan doing or what is the, what is the marching band doing? Yeah, that's a really good point. Like mascot does silly thing. It's like, no, not really. Exactly. Which is something that I've always loved doing, but I have also wanted to be like, hey, I deserve to be here because I know what I'm talking about too. Mm. And I feel like I've gotten a lot more confidence in terms of that, um, so I feel like I've gotten much more interested and much more um, sort of diving into the sort of um, strategy part of sports in a way that I was like, oh, it's very cool that I actually find this interesting now. And I feel like I have some idea of what I'm talking about. But personally, I've, I feel like, Katie, I feel like every other day there's like a new hobby. Like I, in the beginning, <laughs> I got really, I got really into embroidery. Then I found Ah. these like acrylic pens. And then I, you know, because before I was in sports, I like I writing was always a thing I wanted to do. I have like four half started novels and like two screenplays and I finished one of the screenplays. Sorry. And I, it's not good. It's not good. How do you have not novels? You just have unfinished novels and screenplays. Because that unfinished, is unfinished or barely started, it the, it makes a difference. Uh, I'd say like on average a third of it exists. Damn, Charlotte. And then I and but like I have some. I have I have these two ideas for for screenplays. One of them, um, I finally like finished writing it, and and I was like, this is not good. Like this would have to be completely rewritten. But it is the first project like that. I've completed. Yeah. And that I'm like, cool, great. Maybe we'll revisit this. Maybe I won't. But then there's another one that I've, you know, these are like years, like this is, this is, you know, five years in that I've been sort of like tinkering with them. And there's one where I've like kind of mapped it out and I need to keep going on it. But do you know why I finished that one? This is probably the most telling thing about me. Um, I... (laughs) I haven't said this and it's like actually very embarrassing, but um, oh, I'm so ready. Taylor, Taylor Swift released two albums in mm. quarantine mm-hmm. and I was like, I got competitive with Taylor Swift. I was like, oh if, I was like, if she's going to release two albums, I can finish one. And it wasn't in like, finish one screenplay. it wasn't in um, any sort of malicious way or any sort right. of like, oh, screw you. T-. I was like, oh damn, like she's working. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to finish this thing. Um, that is so, so very grateful funny, to her. Charlotte. That yeah. is so funny. 
I'm not proud. I've had a lot of time to no, think, you, should you know. Be proud. You should absolutely be proud. Motivation, especially in a time like this, at a time when everything is stopping, finding the thing that makes you go is incredible and don't ever be ashamed of it. Thank you. It's Thank hilarious you. that it's Taylor Swift. I yeah, think that's pretty funny. Fantastic. <laughs> pretty funny but you know i was like you know i'm going to i could either sit here and feel a little bad or i could channel it and um try to use it as motivation and for whatever reason i had a burst of creativity i have not revisited it since but it exists oh i had a burst i had a burst where i was um (laughs) i was like writing down anytime i had a really deep thought on something and then sometimes i would just get like a page Mm -hmm. or two in a journal and then i started to get to sometimes i would get like five pages in a journal and then i started typing it into a google doc and then at one point i was typing and bawling my eyes out while just like going and going and going and going and going and it's probably like 10 pages of that and then plus the couple pages like probably 20 pages of write written that i've done and i just like got it all out and was like i don't know what that was but it was feels sick. pretty good right i'm like that was awesome i have you no idea it. what any of it means but i feel lighter i feel happier i, I feel ready to go i haven't looked at it since but it's no but it exists like it. you have to ride those i mean i used to say i my favorite thing about going to sports games is I'm, you know, I probably feel things too much, but I, I would get so excited. Like you walk into an arena or a field or, you know, whatever. I don't even remember what they're called anymore. Cause I <laughs> you so walk into the, the place, you walk into the field, playing. you walk into the stadium. There it is. And, um, there's just this like rush of energy and I would get such a high from, trying to capture what that is or from talking to people or feeling like even seeing like even seeing even seeing you like at for a dinner at a super bowl was like oh yes you know you feel in it and you feel a lot and it's like this sort of yeah i feel like it can spur these creative highs where then you know after the game i'll be sitting in the press box and i'll be like i can't wait to write this and you sort of ride that high and it's adrenaline and it's hard to recapture that it's hard to recreate that if you're not in either high pressure situations, either in a studio or in a, you know, at a game. But if you have a moment where you're just like, I am crushing this journal and I am going to (laughs) start typing it. And it's like, you have to ride those highs because they are harder to come by when you're not in a situation that is, there's something, there's like a point to it. It's like building a fire (laughs) without any like, Kindle. Kindle you were using right? now every word kindling. that I was going to use. It kindling, yeah, because every word go. now is a friggin' app. Like Tinder, isn't that also? Didn't that used to be how you start oh a fire? Oh my god, Katie! Can you can you can put Tinder on your Kindle? <laughs> god damn, I'm old. I'm 34 yeah, now. Damn, girl. 34. Uh, well, I mean, now means next week. But by the time I this was going to say, when's your birthday? 20, January 28th. Damn. It's soon. Oh, that's right. It's usually the beginning we of the Super Bowl. Celebrate. Rated your birthday. I miss the yeah. I miss the Super Bowl hotel lobby. I miss that. that the lobby that you have to lobby. walk through and be like a little scared you're going to see that one person you don't like, but also a little <laughs> excited that you're going to see the person you do like that you haven't met yet. And you're just like, oh my God, they're right there. I'm going to go say hi. Or a little excited you because you're going to see you and Golik Jr. and Rembert and you're wearing <laughs> Rembert's glasses and you have a cigarette behind your ear and you're, you guys are all like, we're doing shots. And I'm like, I have to go to and a that dinner. picture is that, that is on the internet. That's from four years ago. Can you believe that? Are you kidding me? Yeah. That was Atlanta. The Atlanta Super Bowl in Houston. 
that was four years ago. Damn. Sure was. But um, I also, you know, I feel like something that's so strange about this pandemic is like chance encounters don't happen anymore. Mm -hmm. When was the last time? I mean, I guess like, I don't know, at a grocery store, you might think you see someone, but they have a mask on, so you can't be sure. Oh, I full on stared at a guy I walked past on the street the other day because I thought it was Dave Lozo, who used to work yeah. for my show when I had one. And I could not tell if it was or wasn't him. I walked directly past him and he kind of was looking at me and I was kind of looking at him. And then I texted when I got back to my house and said, was that you? Or did I just like weirdly stare at a stranger? And he didn't respond. And I was like, I need, hello, was it you? And he just said like, no, it wasn't me. I was like, okay, cool. Hey, at least you know. At and least you I know said, that you I, didn't say something. Sitting in my room, I was like, "Okay, so this is what interpersonal communication is going to be like when we get back to work. Like, you're not, you're out of practice. You are One not." One of my friends well. said that she was like, "We are all going to be just saying socially awkward stuff. as hell. We are used to like time delays on Zooms of like watching people's mouths not match their I'm, audio. We are honestly all like, be super weird." so excited to meet you know we're doing we're doing some in-studio stuff and you know i'm quarantining for 10 days and we're all getting tested it's very safe but um i'm really excited to meet the people i work with and i'm also very nervous because i first impression first 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 impression in a very long time i mean physically i'm like i hope i remember how you have conversations (laughs) with multiple people at the same time yes (laughs) you know so i mean I guess maybe doing podcasts is helpful though. Like we, I think we it do, is. We have practiced talking, so maybe if you can combine that with being in front of people, it's a similar. I've told myself that the better I can understand exactly how my programming works, the better I can understand me mm-hmm. when I leave here, the better off I'll be because I, 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 I can't really do much else except get to know me, get to know like where how to best shape my life around the person i am i think part of having add and not knowing that until i graduated college was that i've always been told like why can't you stay clean like why is your house always messy why aren't you organized why aren't you this why aren't you that and reading all these books to try to help me remember like know how to get organized waiting for it to click the way it seems to click for everybody else and then i learned that I had ADD and I kept reading those books and I kept being like, when's it going to click? And then Mm -hmm. finally in quarantine, I've realized like, stop trying to go that way. That route has traffic for you. Mm -hmm. You have to find an alternate route. But once you find it, you can still get to your destination. It's just the way my brain is wired. I have to start a approaching different tasks, the ones that make me the most annoyed and have forever. I have to approach them differently or find what the approach is so that they become easier for me to complete. And it's been a difficult process, (laughs) but I'm getting there. And I think like that approach is going to help me when we get back out there because I'll be like, look, I I know my weaknesses. I know my strengths. I'm not going to pretend to be something that I'm not so I don't have to impress you. Meeting new people is still going to be tough. (laughs) 
<laughs> Still gonna need to Still gonna uh, be, work there was a, on that one. Dan, did, Dan had a show in New York, and it mm-hmm. was probably like a month, maybe two months ago. Maybe it was around New Year's, so uh, a couple weeks ago. Time is... I don't know. I'm doing a good job of keeping track. Was that three months ago? I don't know. Uh, but he was like, hey, I'm, I'm, they're COVID testing beforehand and whatever, and I can bring a guest. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Like, first instinct was like, not really. Second instinct was like, that's, I mean, it's his love of his life and he wants you to come to it. And there's going to be names at that show that are people that you've, that you admire. So you should want to be there as his girlfriend. It would be incredibly rude of you to say no because you're afraid of a virus. Just say yes. And so I was like, sure. And then the more I thought about it, the virus anxiety came in. But then also the like, why would I want to meet people I admire right now? I'm not meetable. I'm not at the top of my game. They say never meet your heroes. Definitely don't meet them right now. You have not <laughs> talked to a single other person You know, in the real year. saying is never meet your heroes during a pandemic. Definitely like, don't do that. Pro- I know, I know. I mean- So I didn't go. Because <laughs> I was like, this isn't gonna, this is stupid. I'm not going I just want you. people to know that I went to, I was there when you and Dan were just starting to oh see each other. Oh my God. At his so, HBO special. Not uh, to brag, but oh, I'm going to brag wait. a little bit. Yeah, we were, I was. Um, when was that? It was October. I mean, I don't know. We don't have to give it all away, but it was, uh, it was last year. Okay. And I was coming back from something and I, uh, in LA and I was flying in the yeah. night of his special and you like met me. I just yeah. flew in and went straight to a hotel and like dropped off my bag, changed my shirt, told you I was worried about how ugly I was. You were like, you look fantastic and it's not going to be an issue. We went, we stood in the back awkwardly and uh-huh. then got a seat, which ended uh-huh. up being next to Nate Bargetzi, who you didn't even know at the time, which I was shocked and upset about. But then I introduced you guys and I think now you're at least friends, you know of him, which is I don't fantastic. know if he remembers who I am, but I like every single Instagram video he puts well, that's, up. Well, that's is, a good way to remind someone. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm still here, Nate, and you are very funny. Um, God, he's so funny. Oh, Dan's friends are so funny. They're it's, so funny. You know, I learning how to... It's funny that working in sports, you end up, I mean, the route that we've taken is, um, which also I love that I feel like there are more of us doing this. Like yeah. it, it, it is the fact that there are women in less traditional roles and the traditional roles are still amazing and very impressive to me. I don't think I, I marvel at what a lot of these, a lot of the people do. Um, I couldn't sideline report. I say that all the time. I'm like, it I, seems, I couldn't do it that. It seems it is, it is a skill that I am just in absolute awe of. I've yeah. never tried it and I would like to, but I, I don't I know. Couldn't. It's just, it's just unbelievable. But um, I think it's very cool that, you know, there are more of us and, you know, if you're, if you're trying to write jokes too, it's like, oh man, you know, this is, it, it takes so many years to be able to write one good joke. Yes. And you write so many bad jokes and first. And sometimes you just got to roll with it. And you're mm. like, I really hope this is even a little bit funny. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's very impressive to me that kind of um, being that funny is, I think that's the highest mark of intelligence. I said, see, I said something similar because Dan used to always tell me he's dumb. 
And I was He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, you're really smart. Like, like, it, like scary smart to make those connections and to subvert things. And Off to the top of his head, people. too. Like his, I mean, let's not spend the rest of the podcast talking about how wonderful I think that my boyfriend is. But like, he, his HBO special was like awesome in a way that I was super proud of and happy to see. I think it's so, it's the best thing he's done. But I also mm-hmm. know how he got it there. I know he like worked it perfectly and really hard, all that. But before, when he was a guest on my podcast, he would make these jokes that I was like, how the hell did your brain, right. while we're both sitting here and three seconds right. have passed, where did you go that you came back with that joke? It is so funny. And I would never have gone there. And I didn't even, I don't know that fact. He has so much information in his brain and he has the ability to like access it so fast. I'm like, you it are, such you are a very, very smart. To be around that kind of Oh my God, it gives brain, me so much honestly. energy. It gives me so <laughs> much so energy. Like, I, have, I have gotten, it has been so awesome to be in quarantine i am quarantined with a person that i think is one of the funniest people on earth i can't yeah it gets annoying when he does uh (laughs) voices in every room and like we get in an argument and now he's randy savage and i'm like man for five (laughs) seconds can we just chat but like the flip side of it is like when we don't have anything to do we were like what movie would we never watch because we want to watch it but we want to watch it so we can make fun of how bad it is like, okay what's the what's the best one of those you did oh my god there have been so many so did we, you started, really? we started with movies that people would have heard of and maybe have seen so we started with uh roland emmerich films which okay. are like i think the day after tomorrow is one yep. of them yeah and uh uh oh boy this was so long ago we did um i don't think the newest or the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. That's I don't know if that's Roland Emmerich, but we watched that. Are you kidding me? Uh, we that's went a thing. Back. Yes. Oh, that the Matthew the, Matthew Broderick Godzilla. You saw. You know that it exists as a movie, right? No. Oh my God! And Puff Daddy did the song. It was back when he was Puff Daddy, I think, or he Stop might have just it. become P Diddy. What year were you born? Ninety, right? So you might not. Eighty nine, girl. Uh, it was. I was. I was in the eighties. I just snuck in. Six. I think the movie was okay. in ninety six. I could be completely off, but it's all right. Well, I'm so, gonna go look Charlotte, that up. It's so bad. But then we graduated because we got sick of that. We got too used to that. We were making the best jokes, and we were like, "I need something new. I need a bigger challenge." So we found this genre of oh, no. action oh, film that is only on Amazon. There are these free movies that you can stream on Amazon that are disaster films without a budget, which is an impossible task. Like, that Lifetime is... can make rom-coms on no budget, and they're not great, but they are, compared to these, watchable. Uh, these are so bad, they are like a step above school projects in high school. They are... Uh, the the way that they try to make it look like there's a to- a tornado, the way it, it's supposed to look like something's on fire, but then you see in the background there's another car that's like not on fire and it's clearly a sunny day in LA. But oh my god, I need to see plans. this. So we watched. There's one that is in the hopper right now that we haven't watched yet called Tsunami, and it's a tsunami of bees. 
I don't know how much more I Say can no tell more. you about that. Right. Say what no else more. is there? Um, we've watched, oh God, there's one called Fire Twister where there's some sort of uh, fancy gasoline that never stops burning being made at this factory and then somebody somehow lights it on fire but also cyclones it so then there's these never-ending burning twisters uh ravaging neighborhoods again in la while the rest of the stuff around them stay perfectly fine because it's all terrible cgi the acting is just flat just so flat and the use of guns is always there even when they're fighting a fire twister i'm like what do you yeah you just shoot it what are you shooting it for i don't think that's gonna help stop stop drop and shoot they are so bad and we have laughed so hard at making fun of these things and i look back at quarantine and i hope that's the thing i remember is like i love that man i got to just like riff with the funniest guy on the planet about a disaster that obviously could never happen and is the but somebody made that and i hope that somebody gets 50 cents for me watching it i hope well, that they i get also like a dollar in their bank account even if their intention was you know to make the next great action movie they <laughs> it can couldn't take... have been could it i don't know well, i hope like they an take american some idol situation <laughs> right like you i just hope they good? take some solace in the fact that like you got something out of it. Yes. I hope that whoever made those That's movies That's all we can like, ask for. Like, even if there's someone out there who, like, sees the stuff I write or sees the things I make and they just, like, rip it apart with their friends and make relentless fun do that. of it. This, Charlotte's only th- speaking for herself. Please don't do that to me. It would hurt my feelings. Well, don't tell me you do it. But if yeah, that's happening don't, please out don't there tell and I don't know about it, I hope that that, I hope that brings them joy. You know, yeah, I hope that that for them is a bonding experience that's because, and that's the first time I've ever thought of it that way. But I'm like, you know what? If that's what you need to have to feel connected to each other, by all means, yeah, here man, I am. Yeah, we need the people who are like, look, you am know? I the best at this? I don't know, but I'm going to, I like doing it. And if you like know, watching right? it, then I'm going to do it. Um, Speaking of, speaking of funny boyfriends, I need to say one more thing, which is that, um, hi, I'm Katie and welcome to boyfriends with a question mark. No, 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 no. This is a sports, this is a sports related thing. This is a sports related thing. Um, uh, he and his brother made an Eli Manning commercial. Um, for oh, was it the one? Was it the one Frank's, I just saw? For Frank's Red Hot. It was very funny. And I just want everybody to go look at it because I don't know why it hasn't been running on every playoff game, but I tweeted it out because I was like, they're not running it and people need to see this. Um, it's really funny. And I think it will make people laugh. So speaking of giving people something, go check out my Twitter and, you know. And then dunk on this dumb commercial that her boyfriend oh, made. Oh, no, oh. don't do that. No, I'm just going do It's that. really funny. It's really you can funny. make fun of me, though. <laughs> you can dunk on me all you want but um uh, have you watched I, ted yeah. lasso you know i started it mm. and i don't know why i didn't keep going you sound like me with queen's gambit i didn't love queen's gambit I'm i can honest. tell you why but i just told mina on the last podcast so i'll we'll talk All about right, it tell after me offline. anyway yeah ted lasso i oh god this is one of those things where everybody loves it so much i haven't watched it yet because everybody then loves I'm it so much and i'm afraid well, I yeah. also watched it and I was like, yeah, this is sweet and good and funny, but it's like a little too sweet and good and funny. I'm like, Ooh, hot I, take. I, yeah, I haven't I seen got, it, so I have I no idea how I feel. I put off. I was like, yeah, we get it. This guy's a saint. Okay. Mm. That's probably the hottest take I have at the moment is that I think Ted Lasso is too nice. 
Okay. That's, I can't, again, I backed you into a corner because I haven't seen it and I'm trying to figure out why it is I, I'm not ready well, yet. Well, now this, that might make you want to watch it because maybe, you can either Maybe be like, because when I, when I, when Wedding Crashers came out, I remember everybody <laughs> saying it was the funniest movie ever. So I went to the theater to watch it and I didn't like it. Oh, and I no. think it's because I went in being like, this is going to change my life. But so maybe conversely, saying, no, I think you're, this is right. what you did because conversely, I had heard nothing about that movie called This Is The End, which was like Seth Rogen and Michael Sarah and all those guys yeah. had heard nothing about it. was really funny. Had heard nothing about it, went to the theater alone at like, it just was like, oh, that's playing. I'll watch that. Thought it was hilarious. So I really think like yeah. expectation versus reality is partially where your enjoyment of something. Exactly. That's I think what, my so expectations now, for Ted Lasso are too high for me to watch it right now. That's why my it. telling you this, maybe you'll be like, oh, okay, A, if I don't like it, I won't feel bad about it. B, it's reverse psychology. Like if someone yeah. tells me to watch something, I initially am like, I don't want to do that. And I hate that about myself. I really, mm-hmm. I think we've tweeted, we, we've gone we've back and forth about this, about this on yeah. Twitter. I just like, I'm like, if you tell me to watch something, I, you know, my mom's been telling me to watch this great doc on Netflix, My Octopus Teacher. I've heard, I've also been told to watch it. He's been telling I me to watch it the preview. I don't now. think it's for me. I think it might be for me, but I'm okay. not watching it because I'm like, I'm like, oh, I, you know. What is it? Why do we do know. this? I don't know. If I could, if I could change one thing about myself, you know, sort of on the superficial level, it would be that I could sing and that I would watch things when people <laughs> tell me to watch it. In that order. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. want to be a beautiful songbird of my generation. And I would I also want to take the advice of people that. Katie, I'm not going to lie. I'm so delusional. I think that if I had a beautiful voice, I could have been a rock star. Well, I mean, that's that's like me saying if I could play guitar really well, I could have been a rock star. Like, obviously. You know? Yes, well, of course. Well, if you're very saying. good at something. You can do it professionally. <laughs> Problem is, I can't figure out what I'm very good at, and I'm trying to do it professionally, and I have yet to find a thing. You're doing, come on, you have a thing. It's being you and being great at being you and you're yeah. doing it on multiple I don't know what shows. that means. I have no idea what that means. You I have just no said idea you know why. what that means. Talking to Michael Jr. Yeah, I know. I know you what do. it means. I just don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it's like. You know, it's, this is sort of the, the perfect being enemy of the good thing. You know, you're, yeah. I, think, I think that no one knows what it looks like. And I certainly didn't know what this job would look like and how we were going to do it but you know we're doing it and i'm proud of us for doing it and i think that we're going to keep better getting better at it and i think that someday when the world goes back to normal and we're allowed to go places again and have be more stimulated by things outside of our computer screens it's going to become a lot clearer because you will have had this time to yeah you're right to think about it are you a goal-oriented person do you have the like, this is what I'm working towards? Or are you more like a no, focused on what you're doing? I'm really not. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a moving forward person. I always want to feel like I'm moving forward and that I'm getting better at what I do and that I'm making – that everything I do gets better as I do it and that I'm doing bigger things and that I'm um, finding new opportunities and doing them. But I, I have no idea what those look like until they start happening. Um, mm. And I don't know. I mean, I have like sort of silly goals, you know, like, oh, I'd like to be on, I'd like to be on this broadcast someday, or I'd like to do that thing or go to this event. But um, sort of the fundamental things, I know what I like to do. And that's, you know, write and, and be on camera and 
talk to people and work collaboratively. And I like doing that in sports. And as far as that goes, I, I'm kind of like, I think things are just going to keep sort of happening and falling into place, I hope. And I also know that I have the things that I, you know, like I'll write a screenplay. Who knows if that's good, but maybe mm-hmm. I'll do it. And then like, maybe I'll do another one and that'll be better. And, you know, those are things that I have to think about, but I really have no idea if you ask me what I'm going to, what my life is going to look like in five years. I'm like, I, I, you know, it's funny when I graduated from college, I said that my plan or as I was coming up on graduation and people were, you know, lining up jobs to work in finance or to do this or to have that great internship. My plan was not to have a plan because I um, have found that the best things have happened when I've stayed the most open for things. And I know that that's also um, born of being someone who is privileged and lucky enough not to have to have a set plan. Um, mm. You know, I need a job and I've always had a job, um, but it it has felt like there's um, chances to sort of let things happen and see where they go and um, being open to that. I think, you know, the taking those tiny steps or sideways steps or kind of doing the thing as it presents itself to me, I think has been... Um, I feel lucky that I've been able to trust myself enough to do that. Yeah, it's and it's remarkable because you've just seemed like you've stayed focused. You're somehow focused on the future enough, but you've also stayed present enough to like observe yourself in these situations. And it's, Thanks, it shows. That's a that's a very nice thing for you to say. Mm, I uh, a smart lady. I don't know. You know, I can be very dumb. The other day I uh, (laughs) locked myself out. What did I do? First, I um, locked myself out of the house with the key inside. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I, oh God, what was the, what was the thing I'd done before that? Um, I was taking uh, Myrtle for a walk and I was on the phone with somebody and I could not uh find my phone so that I could leave for the walk. Um, (laughs) I was, I was on it. Being like, where in the world is my phone? And it was in my oh. hand. I just that has that just happened to me so many times. Mm-hmm. I, I remembered the other thing I did. I addressed a package to the wrong address. It's <laughs> um, like the ultimate of, sending the text to the wrong person. That you're like, yeah, oh, wait, I addressed shoot. the the a package of um, stuff that I needed to the wrong place got a message from UPS that it had been delivered, went outside, it wasn't there, checked to see the address that I had put in. Oh, no. Was like, oh, okay, it was a few houses over, went there, and the address didn't exist. Oh, so, boy. Oh, boy. So there's a package floating around there somewhere for me in oh, Brooklyn. Boy. And if people, if people see it and it's not for them, um, mm. you know, tweet at me. Ashley, Ashley had a neighbor... Um, I think she was waiting for a, oh man, I'm going to mess this story up and the podcast listeners are going to be mad because they know the story, but it was something like she was waiting for a, a package of like a, a deck umbrella, like a gigantic okay. deck umbrella. God, those and are so cool. Somebody, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. She has a deck. Decks are cool. Like she has outdoor <gasps> space that belongs like, oh, to I her. Porches. Yeah. I'm like, I have a yeah. Juliet balcony. It's a cage <laughs> in front of a, a long window. That's it. I can't really step out onto it. 
but she was waiting for this delivery. And I think that her mail was getting messed up and they were delivering to wrong addresses around the block. And I think Mm -hmm. her neighbor was like, Hey, I have uh, something of yours got delivered to my house. Let me go grab it. And she said something like, hope it's, hope you got a huge package. And as she said it, she was like, no, 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 no. And it was uh, mortifying, but that's, it combines the whole, uh, we're dumb and the, we don't know how to interact with each other. As exactly. Humans there it is. overlap anymore. It's like, you know, we, we contain multitudes. Let me tell oh, you. I'm so yeah. exhausted. What's your night look like? What is the, your typical, cause we've been doing this for so long that it's hard to have memories now because you're like, is that six days ago or 19 days ago? They all look exactly the same in my mind. What's Every- your usual night activity? Um, I don't want to sound like an alcoholic, but I you have don't. wine time. Okay, you know, wine time's I look, great. I look forward to wine time. And I don't, you know, it's not drinking a lot, but it is It is looking forward to that one sort of exciting thing in mm. my day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'll watch games. If there are games on, I watch those. I do, I find that I do like tweeting about sports right now because I feel like it's a communal thing yep. that is very rare. So yep. I like doing that. Um, but I've also, you know, I've been watching movies and docs and some nights, honestly, I'm going to be honest, Katie, more often than not, my night is sitting, is having dinner. And sometimes the other day that I had, um, meat, cheese and bread for lunch and dinner, like charcuterie and cheese for like, we just were like, we're going to roll with this. This is good. I'm going to keep doing it. I didn't feel great the next day, but um, so dinner is whatever dinner is. And then I will, it, it usually looks like having sports on, half watching sports, yep. watching them enough to know what's happening, tweeting about it, and then lying in my bed, staring at my phone until it's 1240 and I need to get up to do something in the morning and I worry that I won't have nine hours uh-huh, of sleep. Uh-huh. Yep, we all have that. And that's what my days that's, that's what it. look like. Oh, sometimes minus. it's a movie, sometimes it's a you know, sometimes it's exciting and I make it. Feels it like a such movie. a commitment now when you're like, it's a movie. I have to do this. Like I just started, I finally went back to watch the second season of The Good Place, a show that I loved when it came out, watched the first season, loved it, loved the twist, and was like, yeah. where are they going to go with this? I can't wait to see. Turns out I could wait to see, and I did Same. not start the second season Same. until yesterday. Should I and start it? Yeah, I like it. Okay. I can't, I can't vouch for it strongly yet because I, I'm, I'm like four episodes, five episodes in I to the second the season. I had the exact reaction. But I like it. Uh, I have in the beginning of quarantine, I was getting really into the new shows. Like I watch normal people. Um, and I was like, this is about sexy Irish people. So yeah, I'll watch it. I feel it. like I heard people not like it. And so I never it wasn't, watched it. It wasn't, I wouldn't say it was good. It was just <laughs> sexy Irish people. I will say I watched it. I won't, and I, I won't say it was good. And I did watch it, but, um, I watch some older movies, you know, I start, I go through these phases of where I feel like I'm able to focus and where I can watch things and read things. And then there are weeks at a time where I'm like, did I just stare at my phone for, yeah. for like 16 yes. nights in a Sometimes row? Sometimes I'll, I'll finish like a podcast and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to go out to the couch and just whatever. And Dan doesn't come home for like four more hours. And all of a sudden I'll be scrolling through my phone in the exact same spot. Dan will walk in and I'll be like, have I been sitting here scrolling yeah. through my phone, half watching Property Brothers for four hours? How yes. has four hours passed? Yep. But that's, that's like, it. the, it's focus. It's like your brain is like, I want to go here. I want to go here. And sometimes and you have to point, indulge it. And other times you have to tell it to get its 
together. If you got to do something, you have to tell it to get it together. But if you're just like, if you don't, sometimes I'm like, this is a gift to you, brain. I'm going <laughs> to lie here and I'm going to read. Yes, I'll read like old modern love essays in the New York Times or like go on these weird. T- I've looked at so much real estate. I look at real estate. Really? I can't, I can't look at real estate because I'm refinancing my mortgage and it gives me so much anxiety to think about. No, but here's the trick, Katie. You look at you look at things you could never afford. The other day, I, I spent I spent three hours looking at houses in the Hamptons that are like over thirty million dollars. Mm. God, that felt nice because I was like, "I'm this isn't aspirational." This I is think impossible. it would just make me mad. It'd be like that mm. doesn't need to exist. See, I think, why is yes, that here? Who but can I'm also, afford that? I'm also glad that because a lot of them are ugly. I'm gonna be honest. I look at it and I feel superior because I'm like, I never, it's like watching, it's like watching Real Housewives. It's like watching Real Housewives. It's for your personality. You're doing it for a house. I watch and I'm like, oh God, I don't, I never be, I I will never be rich like that, but I'm not like that as a a much more complete person, I think. Yeah. I do that for a house. Yep. So that's, uh, I also look at houses on Instagram. It's gotten to a point where I think maybe I need to chill, but are houses your butts are like you a, a bro that just loves yep. real estate. Yep. I'm a bro. Loves real estate. <laughs> so my new Twitter funny. bio. Yeah. You go to your Instagram for you, whatever that tab is called. And yours is just all oh, houses. It's a mess. Just like guys it's an, are all boobs. It's an absolute and Mine are mess. all dogs. I'm just a dog lady. Just love yeah, looking I also at spend, dog. yeah. A lot of time looking at dogs on the internet. So I don't know if that sounds creepy, but here we are. It's not. You're not. You didn't say feet. Well, I didn't. Say Which you know feet, you could if you wanted no. to. If you want, you know, it's a safe space. You know, no. I've got a wiki feet five or ten, whatever it is. See, that's amazing. I know. I will know that I've made it when I have a wiki feet. No one you make me a wiki feet. Yeah, nobody here can make that. Charlotte, that's the dumbest thing you could have possibly out? done. Can we get that out? I can tell Travis I'm kidding, who's don't editing this to funny. cut it out funny. or it's don't. I can't said. tell if she's doing a bit or not. It's not the funniest thing she said. <laughs> but I will that's tell you, that goes in here and you have you will have a wiki feet page. All right, well, <laughs> you know what, Katie? Let's roll the dice. It's just feeling frisky. I didn't ask for it. I was given it. It was pointed out to me. It was so long ago. It was well before I was famous. It was when I was making guyism videos because I used to do things like throw my foot up on the table for a punchline that I didn't realize somebody was going to care about in a different way. And then I saw it and I looked at it and I'm like, these are all pictures of my feet. Why are these here? That's one of the most disturbing things. It's it. But then you know what? Now I can just joke about it. Because I'm like, look. Now you made it. The feet ones, at least I know what they're into. They're really vocal. Ne- they don't ever sneak it up on you. It's never somebody who's like, hey, uh, I was just wondering, could you, I love the detail on those shoes. Why don't you zoom in? And you'll know, I'm sure you know, there are a lot of fetishes well, that, tr- that try to hide themselves to get you to give them what they're looking for. And then you accidentally give it and you're like, oh no, oh no. I don't know, I don't know whether to be offended that I don't get more uh, comments about my feet. Well, but I'm telling you, your radar isn't up enough. You've probably responded to a tweet that was actually something for a fetish. You you know, the feet, I'm telling you, the feet ones, they're like, hey, let me see your feet. And you're like, all right, chill, 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 chill. But it's, I appreciate it because I've had guys be like, hey, what, um, my daughter loves those tights you were wearing the other day. What's the brand? And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I think they were, this was back when I was working for Crowd Goes Wild. And I'd be like, I don't know. I think they were like legs. 
you know, the ones right. that come in an egg and have two jeans. At the grocery store? Leggings. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, because it was my first time on TV and I was like, wee, doo, doo, doo. and the guy's like, oh, would you say they're like a legs size A or a size B? And I'm like, uh, well, what, it, your daughter, this isn't about this, is it? You don't have a daughter, do you? I'm going to die now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I just walked mm-hmm. backwards into someone's fetish. Like, I was just trying to help you out, and now I feel taken advantage of. But the feet people are like, yo, can I see them feet? And you're like, no. And then they go, all right, have a good day. <laughs> I don't have time <laughs> to waste polite. on the next. Yeah, because right. their website is probably not even behind an NSFW like <laughs> filter. They can look at their wiki feet because it's not porn to anybody else. It's no, just, that's so true. It's just feet. feet. Anyway, like, not to kink shame. Yeah, you know, let's if, not. Not to kink shame. I actually, Rex Ryan my, could be listening to this. He could be. He should be. And if he isn't, it's just because I don't like him. I like Rob. But I know. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You've met him, haven't you? Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't gonna bring it up. But. I know. I saw him in an airport. It's my own fault. I saw. I've seen him twice now. I saw you him just gotta say in an airport hi. And once I can't. I get too scared. I love. I love him so much, and I don't well, want him to suck. And there's a high percentage he sucks because he's. You know, Rex isn't. He was very nice. He was very nice when uh, when we chatted. I'm just gonna keep. Also, I think both times he was with his wife, and the running bit has been that I want to sleep with his him because of his luxurious hair. So I just didn't Mm. want her to be one of those people who doesn't think that's very funny, funny? which she's totally entitled to. (laughs) Uh, I also didn't want her to think I was posing any real life threat to her marriage, which I celebrate and love. So I just kind of kept my distance, but I do love the guy. I think you're doing it right. Also, Uh, he was very nice. All right, good. That's well, all I'll say. Wait, you sick. know, but never meet your heroes, especially during a pandemic. Yeah. I just good did an eyebrow. It was really good. I, well, I no one can see on the podcast. I should have said it out loud. I should have said she's doing a very funny eyebrow raise because she knows she brought us back to a point that we made earlier, which feels like a natural closing point to this. But then that means I don't get to keep talking to you. So I'm no, like, I already told stalling. you. Call me, call me, call me. Uh, when you're quarantined, <laughs> when you get to LA and you're quarantined, just call me. I have, I'm going to uh, have a lot of days where I'm going to be very uh, free. Okay. And I'm going to be here. Myrtle's birthday is on Saturday. I think it might be Sunday. Oh, well, Every I got to send a care package. Katie, no, don't do that. Tell me your address on this podcast. Yeah. Let me say it out loud right here. I'm not going to do that. Um, no, Charlie Wilder, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at the Wilder Things. Um, that's a good spot to see, you know, the things that I put out into the world. You can also subscribe to the People's Sports Podcast. You can subscribe to Extra Points, another podcast. Um, you can subscribe. You can watch my videos. You can watch my videos. And send them to your friends, and that would be super nice. And that's really all I've got. Katie you can also send her a, a card uh, detailing all yeah. the things that you like about her. You can also oh. um, you can also put compliments into her at mentions. Uh, you could also could. send food. Uh, various types of cheeses and meats. It sounds like are kind of what she's I love into. that. I love edible arrangements. Just yeah, and know, I love edibles. And so all of these <laughs> things are available to all of us. <laughs> Uh, Charlotte, well, don't thank send you me so wine because I'm very particular about what I drink. So. Wow, wow. And <laughs> anyway. on a low note, tell everybody just what a snob <laughs> you are. Hey, by the way, in this fake bit where you guys are sending me stuff, don't send me wine because my don't send me wine because I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> great palate, Charlotte Welder. Thank you so much. I love you as I always have, and I look oh. forward to seeing you thrive out there. You're an absolute delight. I adore you, and I'll talk to you very soon. All right, that's it for this week's edition of Sport Not This Week. That's it for this week's second edition 
of sports. Shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to also the first draft podcast with Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, and everyone, Field Yates. That's right. If NFL is your thing, they have everything you need to know for the draft. Uh, plus, also check out Marvel Studios' WandaVision. It's an original series. You've definitely seen commercials for it. This isn't the first you're hearing of it, but go check it out. It's streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Also, big thanks to you guys for listening. Big thanks to Charlotte Wilder. I probably should have put that in there, but I think I thanked her anyway. It doesn't matter. Thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, you can do that as many times as you want to on as many different streaming platforms as you want to. Here's the thing. Maybe you're saying, I'm getting lax. I'm not upholding the law here. I'm forcing you to listen to it a bunch of times. And yeah, I guess you're right. But mama needs a break. And so you can do it as many times as you want. And I'll just trust that you're good kids. You're going to take care of it. Or you can always just leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which, you know, I usually like to take this time to slow things down and, and tell you that it really does matter. It matters a lot to us when you write a review. And haters will say I'm buying time while I scroll through my phone to find a review to read, but they're right. This one comes from Drill RR. I haven't read it, and I'm going to read it live, which makes me nervous. You know what? We're going to do it anyway. And it says, Katie is so real and honest as well as hilarious. I can't usually listen to just one person talking on a pod. Me neither. But I could on this one. Such a great interviewer, too. The interviewer with Mina makes me think of how Dan Lebitard interviews getting people to open up. As Mina puts it, she's an amazing active... Okay, I'm complimenting myself too much. I'm uncomfortable. She's an amazing active listener in a way that is so rare in sports media. There's nothing else like that in sports media. Thank you so much. I'm so uncomfortable. But lastly, don't forget that you can always leave us a voicemail at 860-506-5571. Say goodbye, Travis. Just kidding. He's not here. Say goodbye, Christina. Just kidding. It's just me. Bye. I love you. And I mean it.